Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sif Taker Snapshots podcast. As uh, I said on Monday, uh, we're here today with Bob D. Hello there. And Tim. Hello there. And I'll be Will Pinter. Um, as I said on the Monday one, we will be talking today about the experience with XTC and Euros with Bob and Tim. So, first of all, I'll cover Bob. Uh, XTC, how did you find it, mate? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. From from start to finish. Um, I was a pretty late addition to the, the England team after a couple of guys who are arguably better X-Wing players than me, uh, found out at a late stage that, that work and other difficulties meant they couldn't make it. Uh, so Ollie Potnell asked me to to step in, probably only about three or four weeks ago. So it was a question of, did I have the work time available and could I find a flight and accommodation at a decent price and all that kind of stuff? And uh, I agreed to play Scum for England. And actually... Uh, I was pretty chuffed with how it how it worked out, given the uh, the short notice and, and all the rest of it. And uh, it was a it was a genuine honour to play alongside some of the very best players in England. Uh, Ollie Potnell obviously is a massive name. Uh, he can't see a cut without making it. Julian Hood, who we've had on the show before, uh, is an amazing player. He's just dominating the southeast with his double Jedi torrent, and he's also a really delightful human being. And Andy Cameron, uh, Terror of the Southwest, who uh, rips people up with all sorts of evil stuff. But this time he took the swarm from uh, the separatists and gave people real headaches by turning up with, with eight ships. And yeah. the other late entrant was, uh, was Stu Luke. And anybody who knows Stuart knows that he is obsessed with Ray even more than I was last year. So uh, he took resistance. Happy days. Um, when when you were picking your list, was there a lot of talk within the team on how you pick your list, Bob, or was it you spoke to Wally and just said, "Look, this is this is how I'm pick, this is what I'm planning on taking," or what what was the score there? Well, it was an interesting moment because the the latest wave had just come out, and there were options with resistance shuttles and all that sort of stuff that looked looked quite interesting. But I was fifth man on the team, and the uh, Republic faction. Had already gone to Julian and uh, Andy was very committed to playing with the separatists. Any team with Stuart Bluecon is going to have a resistance player. Uh, so, so that left me and Ollie sort of sizing up which of the remaining four factions we wanted to take. I wasn't very keen to run a Rebel Beef type list. So that left uh, Imperials and Scum. I finished best in best in faction in scum at the GC, so I figured that uh, scum was my thing, and that meant that imperials were available for Ollie, and he was able to take quite a cunning imperial aces list uh, that did pretty well. Yeah, I, I watched him on stream. He, he did really well, played really well. Um, so, what was the team like? What was the team atmosphere like? Was it good? Was it all the teams mingling and chilling out and all the rest of it, or was well, there a bit of like? Common- competitiveness about it beforehand or what um it, it it worked really well actually and and it was it was a massive confidence booster for me in, in being able to go in there and, and mix it up with some of the best players in europe and and come out with the the, the same record as as andy cameron who's done rather better in cuts etc than i ever have and so i finished five and five um i bagged a couple of big scalps on the way uh, poor old D Young turns out to be slightly worse at X-wing than me, bless him. 
but I, I also uh, cemented my position as uh, Stephen Gage's tournament nemesis. We played three times now, twice at the uh, ETC, XTC events, and uh, each time we got the better of him. So that was that was really nice. And and we had absolutely fierce games against the the Spaniards, the Poles, and the Germans. And and those rounds were super, super, super tough. But my favourite game, I guess, was uh, against uh, Kev from Team Ireland. Uh, he was running the Boba Fenn uh, autopilot drone list, and we talked about it on the pod last week. And it was and and I remember saying, "Oh yeah, just let the autopilot drone do its thing. Don't don't panic about it. It's fine." It'll blow up turn three and it's not a problem. And what did I do? I absolutely panicked as soon as that thing hit the board. The result was <laughs> that uh, we, we exchanged shuttles. So he was uh, 10 or so points uh, ahead. And then that fortuitously put me in a good position for the, the first engagement between Fenn and uh, Bobber and his Fenn and Bobber. And, and that meant that I was able to to bump him. And actually, the fact that he had a, a real bid on me and chose to go last probably worked in my favour, I think, because it enabled me to get a couple of important bumps so that uh, he took longer to kill my friend than I took to to kill his. So it meant I could start on his bobber. And that uh, those few points of damage worked for me in the end. But it was a really fun game. It was super challenging playing as first player against a, a very, very similar bobber Fen build. And that was probably my favourite game of the whole weekend. It was really fun and super tight. And it was one of those games where I thought, if I play out my skin here, I can I can make it. And happily, I did. Uh, but all in all, I'm I'm super proud of what the team achieved. Happy days. With the with the teams, uh, getting on between the teams, uh, how did everyone get on? Was, what was the atmosphere like uh, between between everyone, every, each team? It was, was there it any was like really... rivalry anywhere specific? Or was it just everyone just really getting on? Well, it was it was fun when basically Germany faced anyone. There was a sort of whoa, <laughs> and, and there are a couple of rivalries like uh, Northern Ireland against uh, the Republic, and and us against virtually everybody really. And I think when when we faced Poland, there was a bit of a whoa. And um, but the teams as players, they're ex-wingers and they're lovely human beings. You know, I don't care whether they're from the United States or whether they're from Poland or where. Um, Lithuania. They got on. The teams got on super well, and and there was a even at Euros there was a sort of a yeah I see that shit yeah you're one of the XTC guys you you've been uh, working hard at this for 48 hours longer than everybody else, and um, and it was a real privilege actually to to welcome the Americans. They got I hope a really warm welcome that I think they they really enjoyed, and it was everybody who beat them. It was a big sort of a yeah 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 don't come over here stealing our toys. And uh, ultimately, they, they put in a really good showing, actually. It's easy to diss the Yanks, uh, but actually, they, they put in a cracking team showing. I think they finished sixth overall, so just behind England. Yeah, they did. They finished one place behind yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a good show. Good show. Uh, you know, it seems like it was a really good event. And obviously, if people want to get on the teams, you know, try and do well next year and play well, and, you know, who knows, you could get picked. Well, well, exactly. I mean, the main thing, the main thing is be available. And and if you say you're going to be available, follow through. You know, the 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 nightmare for Ollie uh, is that um, he's got a team of five that he's he's counting on, and then then life happens and and you can't make it. Being 100% solid, reliable. I've got the holiday off. I've got the money. I've booked the flight. That's absolutely huge. I mean, real life stuff does happen. 
um, people yeah. get ill and, and all that kind of thing. But the the most valuable thing that anybody can offer the, the XTC team at the moment is is the ability to guarantee that they will, will actually show up. Um, and it, it, fortunately for me, I'm in a situation where work is a bit flexible sometimes, so uh, I can make it at pretty much at the last minute. But there's there's definitely 100 players in England who would have been uh, able to make it more of a contribution, I think, than me. And I'd say to every one of them, get yourself over to XTC because it's a fantastic event and it's a lot of fun. I think it will be bigger again next year. I think there'll be more Scandinavian teams who, who put in a side, uh, maybe a Danish team. And I don't know, there are rumours. There are rumours that a North of England team might be a thing that happens. We'll just see whether that comes off. <laughs> I wouldn't want to face us. I really wouldn't want to face us. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, we've mentioned the venue before. It's a great venue, set in a brewery. So, you know, um, able to cater for a lot of people and stuff. Um, nightlife, did you just stay in the brewery or did you go out for meals and stuff like that? Well, I haven't I haven't actually confessed to Ollie yet that uh, on my way home from, from team chat in Ollie's flat on uh, Wednesday night, I did accidentally bump into a bit of team Holland and a bit of team Scotland. And I might have stayed out for an hour or two after team curfew. But mm. yeah, that, that's the thing that possibly happened. Um, and then on on. Uh, Thursday evening, uh, we we ate together as a team and, and felt really quite quite pleased with ourselves and the the circumstances that we'd faced as a team, and um, and it was a real. I know for Stuart, it was a massive confidence builder. He he went in there thinking he was going to be totally out of his depth, and actually he was our joint best performer on a on a seven and three. And there wasn't, I think, an individual player in the event who did better than that. So so fair play to Stu because he put in a massive massive showing. And um, the lists we took were. I think surprising for a lot of the opposition. Uh, they they turned up with their five and they just didn't know where we were going to go or what we were going to do. And, and I think uh, all credit to Captain Ollie. Uh, he might be the worst captain in the world, but actually he, he certainly won the Palings game in, in seven or eight of the uh, the matches. So that was very satisfying. Happy days. Well, I'll say it again. Congratulations to all teams that played. Um, and now I'll move on to Euros. Um, so I'll switch to you, Tim, uh, seeing as you've not had a word in Edgeways yet. Um, Tim, uh, what list did you take and how did you find it? So um, as we sort of chatted about last week, it was the 5A wings uh, I took. So it was uh, Tally, Greer, Zari, two Blue Squadron recruits, every advanced optics, every heroic, and then crack shots on uh, Tally and Greer. Yeah, it was really good list. Uh, it performed excellently over the weekend. Uh, the practice had paid off, and uh, although I had a bit of a bump uh, with the ready room tournament uh, going one and four, I think I'd obviously learnt from some of my mistakes uh, heading into Euros, and I had a pretty successful tournament. You know, I didn't make the cut, but I was you know sort of playing my game six. I was sort of in it to the last turn. And I think I was five or six MOV short in the end. So, yeah, super, yeah, super close. So, I mean, I had a cracking day. I mean, I have commented that the system open was a bit of a shame for me this year because I think I actually, out of my six games, I played four locals, you know, sort of from IQ, just play, and obviously from Element. So, it was actually nice that uh, for day one at Euros, uh, I didn't play a single Brit. 
you know, or anybody I sort of really knew. Um, so there was a couple of Hungarians, there were uh, a couple of teams Spain, and I think a couple of Poles. I don't want to assume people's nationalities, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a cracking day. I started off with a uh, close victory versus a droid swarm. Now it was a very basic droid swarm compared to someone like um, Dan Granger's or um, you know Rob Rams with a few more tricks. Um, so I was fairly confident because he didn't have the captain seer doing like you know the crack shots and bits and bobs. So that was um, a good win to start with. And then game two, I came on stuck against uh, Kuzman from Hungary, who was running Ob Plune and uh, two Gold Squadrons. It's a list I'm uh, I took to the team challenge. Uh, we played versus IQ games, so it's a list I knew, but I just struggled to break the Jedi's tank, which um, unfortunately uh, is sort of the sort of the story for both both my losses of the day. Game three was uh, a, a big win. Uh, that was against a resistance list flown by Lorenzo. Uh, he flew uh, Ray, Jess, and Bastion, uh, and big ships just do not like A wings or swarms in general. Um, so Ray unfortunately just melted in front of the Power Rangers. Uh, I didn't go down too well. Game four was the second Hungarian of the day, uh, was Ben. Uh, he was flying a first order list. Uh, I actually played two first order lists over the weekend. Uh, very similar, Kylo, Blackout and an FO. And in the nicest way possible, I did smash both lists. Um, yeah, I think FO... Is it the fact that your list has got good game against them? Or do you just not think that the first order are that strong at the minute i don't think they're that strong because you tend to compromise with the third ship so in this matchup it was scorch and in the other one it was muse and the the fo versus a few a wings is just it falls apart and then the problem with the silences is that in, in a way that they they actually can take a little while to sort of turn around and reposition if you're not going to do a talon or a k uh, whereas the A-Wings, because they can flip their arcs front and back, can actually keep the pressure on the silencers for a bit longer. Um, and so that's what I found, is that I was able to basically just pick on a silencer at a time and, and just sort of keep the pressure on. Game 5 was against a gentleman called Giorgio. Um, I won this 86-61, to 61, so not a massive win. Uh, it was Vader with five naked tie academies, and I basically got half points on Vader, and that was pretty much game at that point because obviously he was worth so many points compared to what you could get from A-Wings and then yeah. that, that brings us to the final game of the day so if you want to see my pain you can uh, go on to First Earth on Twitch <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, Simon streamed the game uh, it was great to actually go on stream um, sort of the first time I've actually probably played on stream uh, competitively you know I've done it myself uh, on my own stream uh, but obviously Simon came up and uh, he's um like very close friends with Hungaro, who was my opponent from Team Spain, and so asked us if we'd come on, which you know, I was absolutely fine with doing. Uh, I actually watched it back last night, so I couldn't get the Friday off work, so I flew in and got in about midnight Saturday morning, sort of half midnight, played two days worth of uh, X-Wing, flew back, got home half five yesterday, we recorded edited a podcast episode, and I've been back at work today. So a, a bit tired, but last night before I went to bed, I had to watch the match and just sort of have a, a see and put myself through a bit more pain. Um, but a, actually, looking back, back especially when it commentated. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was quite painful. Um, but you know, 
But looking back at it, I think Hungaro got a bit of luck in the last turn with basically rolling four pitchers with Obi-Wan um, to take off Tally, which is a little bit lucky, not massively, you know, sort of above average. Um, but, yeah. but there were like two or three things happened after that. Uh, now, I got very lucky with my blue squadron who basically rolled uh, Natty's back into Plone to take... Did I, take I think I put Plone to half points at that point. But I managed to get a crit on Obi-Wan, and if he flips a direct hit at that point, Obi-Wan's dead. And yeah. I win the game. And that was massive. And, you know, it's just little things like that. So it was very swingy in the last turn. Um, I've got a name in, but James Finlayson, oh, lovely guy, but comes up to me and says, mate, you've got it. You've got it with that half point. So I was like, what? And then we did the mass. I didn't have it at all. Uh, so uh, yeah, cheers, cheers, James. He uh, for for a second there, it was suddenly like, have I have I actually won this? And yeah, it's uh, there was a, a few air, uh, problems we had with the stream overlay. I think Simon had put Anakin in to start with, and it screwed with the points slightly. Uh, not a big deal. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I think there's definitely uh, lessons I can take away from the game. Equally, I think I did play it fairly well in in the latter stages of the game. Um, but there's a couple of uh, things I'll take away certainly when I play Jedi next time before I flew out to Euros I did say that I thought that if I didn't make the cut on Sunday that I was going to basically just chill out um, but after a great day's worth of X-Wing and the venue and everything was just fantastic at Euros, I had a real buzz for gaming so I thought well I'll, I'll sign up and play in the hyperspace qualifier I mean what was it, 50 slotty was it? I think it was yeah, yeah. Like it was, it basically it was a tenner yeah, yeah, yeah t- a tenner to play, and you know, getting prize tickets, which would uh, allow me to get some bit more prize support uh, for my world's warm-up event in a couple of weeks. So I thought, why not play in that? And I, I actually managed to go four and zero in that before I um, ended up playing a fellow Brit, Rob Ram, in the final round. Uh, who, at the start of the day, I said basically the first Brit I get to after lunch, I would concede to because I've already got a world's invite. And if it helps somebody else get to Worlds, then, you know, that's what I'd do. I actually chatted to my third and fourth round opponents, uh, and I think they were both Polish gentlemen. Uh, One had already got a Worlds invite, and one of them couldn't go. So I didn't feel bad by sort of playing on as such uh, in that situation. Uh, But I was very happy that uh, when me and Rob drew each other, I basically just walked up to the table and went, "I I concede. I mean... I was tired at that point as well, so I didn't really fancy the, uh, what was that, but that would be my length game in two days, but it also meant that Rob has a, it, the opportunity now if he wants to come to Worlds, um, which you know, I didn't want to obviously deny him his opportunity, so uh, it all worked out well in the end. Maybe we'll get our rematch you know, back in the UK at some point and see how that you know, went. Um, I don't think it would be a terrible matchup for me with the droids with the Discord missiles, would certainly be a very interesting one to play out. Um, but no, it was a great weekend. I ended up uh, finishing top four of Faction on the, the day one. Um, so I got some of the acrylic dial covers, which are already up on eBay to help fund the world's uh, trip. As as people know, i sort of got the Power Ranger colour scheme. Um, so I've already got painted dials for my Resistance A-Wings. So um, I didn't actually uh, need them. And I think they're a bit too specific to sort of give away as a prize locally. So yeah, put them up online and, and see what we get. And you know, that will provide some spending money for my trip to Minnesota um, in a, well, about six weeks now, isn't it, Worlds? It's not... 
yeah. uh, not long a, a, at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I priced it up. I probably spent £250 for accommodation, food, drink, uh, Ubers. I mean, Uber was so cheap over there, you know, going to and from the venue each day. I mean, it was like three, four pounds for one taxi, one way, but for three of us you know, in it. So, yeah, super convenient to, like, sort of get around with that. Um, the food was fantastic out there. Um, such good value as well. We went to uh, Hard Rock Cafe on the Saturday night, and I think I spent £20 yeah. on something like three cocktails, starter and main. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm certainly going to be looking forward to a system open out in Poland next year if they get one. Well, happy days, Tim. Thanks for that. Um, just a quick one. Um, so, with yourself, Tim, obviously... Worlds on the horizon. You flew a lot of your tie swarm. Now you're going on the A wing swarm. Have you decided on which one you prefer? I think at the moment for me, the A wings are still the stronger list than the tie swarm. The A wings have they can play very differently for different types of lists. So they can fly as a, a swarm block uh, with you know sort of arced facing forwards with. Um, you know, multiple shots going in, or they can kind of be more like aces. So, you know, Tally and Greer being PS4 and 5 against certain lists are well, kind of like aces in a way. So, you know, they've got, you know, the boost, they've got the the focus or the barrel roll boost, and they can um, spin their arc, so they're still, like, putting pressure on the time, and they've got their crack shot. Tally's abilities, you know, bullseye related. So I think at the moment I'm going to be sticking with them. I must admit, though, I did obviously on the on the flights back because I, uh, I had about, you know, five, six hours worth of traveling on Monday and I was sat on launch bay, like just tapping, you know, random lists. And I think, you know, I, I need to be able to consistently, not so much beat Jedi, but, you know, I need to be... Uh, in better positions against Jedi and it's like you know do I take something different um, or do I just need to practice you know a lot more against Jedi and have a sort of better plan um, I think I think every time I play Jedi I get slightly better results and you know the the, the Hungaro game could have I wouldn't say easily but could have easily swung either way um, so yeah not easy but you know you know what I mean it's, it was a very close game Um and I've played other ace lists and I do okay against them uh, I do okay against swarms um, but you have to play it all slightly differently I think I need to a bit more practice a bit more refining uh, and maybe have a look at what's out there so I mean I, I, I'm pretty good at being able to pick up a list fairly short notice and then just sort of rocky montage you know lots of you know, short, sharp practice sessions, but certainly at the moment, I think the A wings are probably my, my my first choice because I'm I'm so practiced with them at the moment. I might I might try Imperial Aces again because I do like my Imperial Aces as well, and, I, and I've done quite well with them. It's just really waiting and see. Perhaps you know, is the next wave going to hit, and what does that bring? Um, and also. It'd be interesting to see what the price support's going to be like for Worlds, because if it's more faction-specific, maybe I take a gamble with playing the Resistance again as opposed to the the Imperials. Because as we saw, the Imperials were the largest represented faction both days at Euros. Um, so again, if I, if I want a better chance at... If I don't think I might make cut, um, at least it gives me a better chance of placing higher, maybe within my faction. 
I'm definitely after the weekend more of a fan of the five A wings. I must admit, after watching yourself and James Dowdle, uh, who flew excellently uh, with the five A wings, um, it was great to watch with them. Um, so it's actually, I mean, I'm definitely not a resistance player, but I'm starting to look at them five A wings and think, oh, I'm like quite like that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch um, some of James's games uh, over the next sort of week or so. Um, I mean, that's one thing I did. So after the Ready Room tournament where I went one and four, you know, I was really down about the A-Wings and should I be taking them to Euros. And I actually watched a couple of Bartos's matches from the uh, Grand Champs that uh, Firestorm Squadron streamed um, and saw the way that he deployed uh, as opposed... So I was deploying as a block of five, like my TIE Swarm, and he spread them out a lot across the back. And I think that it breaks up the other player because perhaps they don't know which way they should be going in the in their first turn whereas if he deploys a block then they can all the opposing ships know which way to point um and actually i found that to be quite a strong opening um so yeah you're certainly using stream uh, the streamed games and there's a lot of streamed games from the weekend um using them for like research and practice i think it's massive um, so I'm certainly going to be doing a, a lot of that over the next few weeks to get ready for Worlds. I mean, one tool I'd like to try and get better at is possibly Vassal. Uh, but equally, yeah. I think, you know, I'm close enough um, to Element and Fanboy and The Forge and People's Houses with such a big, like, local X-Wing community that I can probably get most most of the games uh, I need before Worlds locally. Um, I'm certainly looking for events, so if anybody knows an event that's happening in and around the northwest this weekend, uh, <laughs> please let the SIF takers know because I might be uh, looking to go for a little road trip. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I think at the moment I'm kind of 90% towards the A wings, um, also because it fits the Power Rangers, and you know, as you know, I've got a thing for my Power Rangers at the moment. Definitely. Definitely. Wicked. The, the, the bad news, though, Tim, is that I, I played five A-Wings three times with Boba Fenn uh, over XTC and Euros, and I'm, I'm pretty chuffed. I, I brought it 3-0 and against them. So watch out for Fenrao. He's coming for you. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I completely get that. You know, and I, and I think you do need to play every matchup slightly differently. You know, you can't just sit there and think, well... You know, this is what my list does. It just rolls in. It does this. I think some games you perhaps have to sort of, you know, not just plan B, but almost, you know, start thinking about plan C and D. And I think uh, I could I could see people's thoughts in the commentary when I was playing the last game. You know, why why was I doing some of the things I was doing? And it's because I knew that I just couldn't. My two blue squadrons. I had to move them as far away as possible from Obi-Wan, which is why they weren't rotating their arc to shoot back and they were boosting forwards and focusing because I was just trying to stretch the range. And I think that's one of the things that did keep me in the game for so long because obviously Obi-Wan was chasing them and doing very little damage, um, which allowed my other A-Wings to come round and actually start doing damage to, to like Plo Koon and um, Rick uh, Ole. So, you know, I think, yeah, this is it. It's, it's practice. It's having a plan about the different lists and what you want to do against those lists so it's certainly matchups i need to practice like you know the fen boba fen so no doubt we'll get a game in the next few weeks and uh i can see perhaps you know how you've beaten those lists or you know yeah learn something from it hopefully cuts both ways isn't it definitely uh so bob 
<laughs> Moving on to you, how uh, how did you do, mate? And what did you take um, as a list? I ran exactly the same list as I'd taken at XTC. I'd, I'd had two days of very hard work with that, that bobber list that um, is kitted out for bombing. Um, I thought there's no point trying to practice the list, focus on your, your efforts for England. So that's what I concentrated on before the event. And that's what I took into, into Euros. Um, Euros went pretty well until game three when I ran into Cormac Higgins's uh, Jedi and I offered him up Fenrau and Fenrau disappeared fairly quickly, which made me sad. Uh, really good game four against Fabian Delft from the Swiss team who was running a really bizarre Sol Sixer, Zuckus, Seavor and Torquil list. And the, I, I spent lunchtime actually chatting with him and uh, Cormac about his list and what he was trying to do. And Cormac had mentioned that some of the 186 boys had been trying to make uh, Sol Sixer work. But the problem was, what do you put with Soul Six to make Soul Six a good? And I, I took that comment into the game, and Fenrau spent more or less the whole game distracting Soul Sixer and dragging him around so he couldn't do damage to Bobber, whilst Bobber pretty much sat in the middle of the board, tanking uh, a lot of incoming fire at close range from uh, the other three ships. And once had got rid of Zuckus, the scary stuff in the list had, had pretty much disappeared. He was there with an A-wing and a hawk and uh, a skirt that was miles away trying to uh, to nail Bobber, whilst Fenrau was, was just dancing about. And eventually Fenrau, Fenrau completely escaped and came in to help Bobber out. And uh, I, I just about nicked it on points. And the next game was, was game five, which was my second encounter with Jedi after losing to Cormac. And in that one, it was one of Team Spain, whose name escapes me, but anyway. I'd got ahead on points, 15 minutes to go. And I, I absolutely remember thinking, do I try and run away here? The board position looked like that might make it doable for 15 minutes, maybe four or five, maybe three or four, four or five turns. I can probably uh, make sure that these boys stay alive and I, I get the win on points. But I did the gentlemanly thing and uh, flipped uh, Bob Effect round and, uh, and then went back in with Fenrau. Um, don't do that against Jedi when you're ahead on points. And that made me sort of think quite a lot about, about Jedi games and certainly with, um, with a strong two-ship list uh, because, uh, you know, Lee is just going to die in almost every game. I don't win 200 nil. Um, if you get ahead on points against Jedi, get out. Um, there's no point hanging around and actually having a game of X-Wing with a guy running Jedi. Uh, if you manage to to come out of that first engage ahead, then just leave it. The Jedi can try and press it, but very often they want to to disappear and spend time regening with one or more ships. You've got to make sure you, you've got enough damage in there to get some points out of those ships and allow the game to time out. And I've got to say, I'm not a massive fan of that kind of X-Wing. I get that it's part of the game and there's absolutely nothing wrong or against the rules in playing that way. But from a game mechanics point of view, it's it's not really what I love to see. And uh, having flipped round and gone back into them, uh, my dice went uh, resolutely cold. And uh, it was not only a bad tactical error, it was compounded by the dice. And that left me at 3-2. Uh, so I was in a grumpy mood after 15 games of competitive X-Wing over three days. So I was not the most delightful opponent, I'm ashamed to say, in game six. Uh, I hope my opponent, Bartosz, not that Bartosz, another one uh, who was also lovely, 
Uh, I hope he's not holding that against me. Uh, I made sure I saw him the next day and said, no, 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 don't, don't worry. That's not my normal way. Uh, but he smashed me up with the, his Boba Fenn. And then we went out for drinks with the Americans. And that took quite a long time. Uh, we were we were out with uh, D and uh, Tyler Tippett stayed the course. Um, young Andrew Knuckles retired her, I think, at about 2 a.m. Uh, but it was a cracking night out. And, and Krakow is a brilliant, brilliant place to go for a night out. It's, you know, the bars and clubs are open till whatever time you want them to be open to. They're, they're extremely cheap. Finlayson racked up 50 quids worth of vodka in, in one of the bars. And I can tell you in, in Polish shots, that's a lot of vodka. Uh, so we had a really good time on Friday night, and uh, I was very glad not to be playing on Saturday. Happy days. Uh, Sunday, both did hyperspace. Uh, yeah, I did. I did a bit of hyperspace as well, um, mostly for funsies. Um, I had some some really entertaining games. Uh, met a couple of listeners, uh, in fact, three or four listeners uh, during that day. So. Hello to all of you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the kind words. Uh, that was much appreciated. Uh, and I think the biggest compliment I received was that, that the Sith Takers cast is the uh, first podcast he listens to out of all of them. So that, that really did mean quite a lot to me. And I didn't get upset, didn't get emotional. I was just grateful to receive the compliment. But thank you. And uh, I was sort of showered with gifts, which was very nice. I got all sorts of stuff, target locks, uh, bomb tokens, um, uh, an MDF token, uh, sorry, the MDF template tray, um, stickers, all kinds of things uh, playing hyperspace on Sunday. And I had loads of fun. Um, I don't know if it went 3 2 or 2 3, can't remember. Uh, but I was uh, running a, a very stripped down uh, Boba Feng elite list and really just, just playing to uh, have some fun shoving some ships around. Uh, one stage, I managed to uh, come across young Justin Reed from the Sith Takers, who was my first English opponent. I'd obviously played uh, Cormac uh, from the White Six, uh, but he, Justin was my first actual Englishman. And uh, we had a lot of fun in a, about a six-turn game where we just ran at each other and uh, had a gentleman and jazz. So that was a lot of fun on Sunday, and it meant I could sneak out for a fair few of the cherry sour beers that they were serving out the back for, I think three pounds a pint. And it was absolutely delicious on a hot day and, and an afternoon in Krakow. Oh, it was just so nice. Uh, so I very much enjoyed those. So all in all, um, you know, I was shattered when I got back yesterday playing uh, 16 games of competitive X-Wing between Wednesday and Friday was, was really, really hard work. Um, and, and Friday night was a, it was a massive pressure release, really. It was super hard, and I absolutely loved it. So, uh, brilliant. I mean, Tim, Tim's told us how much it was for the weekend. How much was it for the week from your side, so XTC and the Oros together? I'm, I'm thinking that my, my flight over, weirdly, was a lot cheaper than my flight back, because that was Bank Holiday Monday. I think I paid about 100 quid for the flight back and about 40 quid for the flight over. And accommodation came to about 30 quid per person per night. I, I moved rooms uh, after the XTC because I hadn't been expecting to stay when I originally booked. So that was, what, um, six nights, I think, five nights. Um, so I would say all in all, um, probably about 300 quid plus XTC fee because that's uh, 45 quid ahead 
for the XTC venue. Also, you want your team shirt, you kind of have to. So that was another £30 for two England shirts, uh, one of which I've converted into a French shirt. If anybody is interested in wearing one of those things, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. And... Um, so yeah, all, all in all, um, I'm guessing around the sort of three three hundred quid mark. Food and drink was super cheap while we were over there. So for a week in Poland, playing a lot of X Wing, fantastic really. And and while I'm about it, um, massive shout to the the one eight six lads. Um, there are about a dozen of those guys over there, and they all did super well. Every single one of them was was there and thereabouts on cut. And um, ultimately, Dowdle made it all the way to the top four. So huge shout out to him. Great. So, any other points from either of you too, Tim? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, my sort of my main sort of thought of thought or memory from the event is just how friendly everybody was. Uh, it didn't really matter like what nationality you were, and you know, everybody was sort of happy to see one another and and sort of share some good games, share a beer, you know, chat and catch up. So yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, this is my first um, uh, overseas trip for X-Wing. I mean, I've uh, been doing it for many years with 40K and Warmer Fantasy and, you know, a few other games. Uh, but now it's a fantastic weekend away and uh, sort of great time spent with, um, obviously, Bob, Craig Reed, and Stuart um, just sort of chilling out in the evenings and, you know, bumping into random people, you know, be it in the sort of the bars or uh, at the airport and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it's a great, great uh, spirit amongst all the players, I think. So, thanks to everybody. It's, yeah, really enjoyable. Yeah, 100% oh. echo that. And, and just, just one more final thought. No American made the cut. <laughs> Ever the antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need, they, they need to bring more of themselves over there and then they can really try and compete. Um, I mean, D had a really good run in um, the, the Euros, but I think he was their, their last best hope. And uh, I, know, I know Tippett had a, had a rough run on uh, Saturday in, in Euros. Uh, but but fair play to to those boys for making the journey and to the American community for supporting them. They had massive support for their crowdfunding campaign to get the team over to XTC, and it, it really makes a difference. Uh, but I would like more Americans to, and Canadians and people from South America and people from Oceania and Japan and uh, Hong Kong to be to be thinking about making the trip over for Euros uh, when it's in a city as fun as Krakow. It's really good fun. All sorts of rumours about where next year might be, but they're going to struggle to match a venue that's as, as amazing as Krakow was. It's a super lovely city, and, and the people there were fantastic. It's also really cheap. I don't know if you mentioned that. It's super cheap. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, unfortunately, uh, that's all we've got time for on this podcast. Uh, obviously, ran a bit longer than usual, but it we obviously want to get as much information out there from the Euros and people's experiences just so you can get a bit more involved. Um, so all that's left to say is goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Bob. Ta-da. Uh, thank you both for coming on. And it's goodbye from me, Will Penter. See you next time on the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Ta-da. Initiative to move
so I make it harder Don't hold back If you think about it, so many people do be cool and look smarter Cause there's a party over here, so you might as well be here with the people care Don't hold back